Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Hello and welcome to Reloscope, the Relationship Science Insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions in life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm your host, Aditi Kuti. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to Reloscope, the Relationship Science Insights podcast. Over the last eight episodes, I've spoken to a variety of experts about a wide range of topics, and in each episode, they've provided tips, tricks, practices, and habits for you to implement in your own relationships. In the lead up to the new year, I thought it'd be a good idea to recap each one so that you can take them forward into your 2023. In episode one, I spoke to Dr. Martha Tarley, a relationship counselor and clinical psychologist, and the brain behind Eros Coaching. We talked about various kinds of couple routines that both she and her clients has taken on. Her routine of choice is cuddling after sex as a method of aftercare. Regardless of whether it's a one night stand or with a committed partner, cuddling after sex can help ground the cocktail of hormones swimming around our brains after finishing off. Sex is also emotionally vulnerable and cuddling can help provide some validation for any insecurities we might have. In episode two, I spoke to Margie Ulbrich, a certified relationship and trauma counselor. Her advice is to drop what you're doing when your partner is about to leave or has just come home and be present when greeting them and asking them about their day. The small gesture can help make you and your partner feel way more connected to each other and more appreciated, and it opens us up emotionally to have more honest and validating conversations with each other. In episode three, I spoke to Dr. Susan Kay, a sexual well-being specialist with a PhD in human sexuality. We talked about the Into Me See method about how looking into yourself and understanding yourself helps open you up to more intimate and fulfilling relationships, both with other people and with yourself. For example, if you're not able to self-pleasure, that might come from a place of guilt and shame, and that might stem from values imposed on you during your upbringing. If you don't unpack that guilt and shame and tackle it head on, you're never going to be able to fully embrace self-intimacy. In episode four, I spoke to Dr. Elizabeth Sheff, a sociologist and sexuality educator, motivational speaker, and relationship consultant. Dr. Eli and her colleagues created The Bonding Project, which is a quiz that helps you understand your bonding style, which model of relationships works best for you, whether that be monogamous or otherwise. The quiz is designed to help you and your partner or partners better understand your needs within a relationship and your relationship to other people. And it also provides an explicit way to communicate these needs to each other. In episode five, I spoke to Dr. Jennifer Gonzalez, a sociologist, relationship coach, and global expert in intimacy. Dr. Jen speaks about being mindful in how we communicate to our partners using the mindfulness triangle, especially when negotiating any issues in our relationship. The triangle is about taking pause to become aware of our thoughts, emotions, and bodily sensations during these moments, and communicating this to our partner to help mitigate or reduce any potential conflicts. It also helps our partner better understand our point of view. You can try this individually at the end of the day as a mean to unwind and help control your emotions. I find mindfulness really difficult sometimes, so having it laid out for me in such simple terms really helped put things into perspective. In episode six, I spoke to Nicholas Balacious, 
a psychotherapist who focuses on couples dealing with anxiety and depression, male shame, and self-esteem. Nick also believes that communication is the key to avoiding conflict and is a big advocate for taking questionnaires and quizzes to understand each other better. He recommends scheduling a few hours to have an honest conversation with your partner about what makes you anxious, what you can do to trigger each other, and what strategies you've implemented in the past to help manage these anxieties and triggers. These are usually conversations that can manifest as ugly arguments when we're stressed out or when we lack control of our emotions, for example, after a few glasses of wine. So going over it in a calm and de-escalated intentional setting helps reduce the severity of future conflicts. In episode seven, I spoke to Jan Bayless, counselor to individuals, couples, and families, and the author of The Good Bad Feelings Diary. Jan and I talked about how understanding our love language can help us form better rituals with each other and also understand whether our rituals are actually serving us. Though love languages are not entirely scientific, they're an easy tool to help us understand ourselves better and what we need from our relationships and from other people. It's also a great way to communicate our needs to our partners, and it's a great quiz you can take during those few hours that you schedule with your partner to talk about your feelings. In episode eight, I spoke to Eleni Neville, a qualified relationships therapist, psychotherapist, and sessional lecturer. Eleni's been in a committed relationship for over 25 years, and she talks about how her and her partner implement the practice of pausing in their lives. Pausing is about taking a break from a conversation that's getting difficult and looking into yourself to understand how you feel and what is lying beneath that feeling before communicating that to your partner. She's found that her partner can't read her mind, and you've probably found that too. So it's important for you to communicate your emotions in a constructive way that might potentially de-escalate any oncoming conflict. I hope that gave you an idea of some of the things to take into the new year. Even though I'm not in a relationship, as the designated advice friend of all of my friend groups, it's really nice to be armed with practical tips from real experts to give to my non-single friends when they're in need. Every conversation I've had over the past few months has been enlightening, and I really hope you felt the same way. If you want to learn more about these practices and these topics, you can check out these episodes on the channel or on the audio podcast platform of your choice. We've got a lot more on the way, so feel free to subscribe and also hit that notification bell so you don't miss out. Thank you so much for listening to Reliscope, the Relationship Science Insights Podcast. It's been such a pleasure to learn with you. You've been listening to Reliscope, the Relationship Science Insights Podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. For more episodes like this from 10 different life management perspectives, search LMSL on YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts, so you can get updated on everything we have to offer. We have a wide range of topics readily available for you to check out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps us grow and bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found at re.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Aditi Kuti. Thanks for tuning in.